0: It take to become an elite kill team player. How do you learn to love the game and stop blaming dice? The competitive 40k network presents Art of War Unbroken, Kill Team Edition: A Journey of a New Player Speaking to the Best Players on the Planet. With your host, myself, Blake Law. Welcome to Art of War Unbroken. Champions may lose, but their spirits remain unbroken. In this case, champions may win, and that probably feels really good because we're talking about Kill Team today, not 40K. This is a standalone mini series where we are going to be talking to some of the best Kill Team players out there, and we're going to ask them a couple questions. We're going to ask them, How do you get into the game from 40K to Kill Team? We're going to talk about some basic strategies things like that. This is all going to be part of a mini series where we bring on several high-level players. This is episode one. I'm very excited about it. I, of course, am your host, Blake Law. Thanks for listening, and join us for this ride. Why am I doing this episode? I am doing this episode because I, myself, am planning on playing Kill Team in 2023. I'm really interested in it. I've looked at the models. I've looked at the rule set. It seems really good. And so, much like many of you who have posted in the chat in the past, you're a little, you're a little Kill Team curious. We all maybe are a little Kill Team curious, and that's what we're going to do today. Now, I have brought on a guest today who finished first place at Chicago U.S. Open two weeks ago. I'm very excited to have him on. He is a very seasoned veteran of Kill Team. I am of course, I'm talking about Travis Ching. Travis, hi. How are you doing?
1: Yeah. Hi, Travis. Sayer. you yeah, I mean, Kill Team is a great game. I, there's a lot of people that are Kill Team curious. We can You can take a small <laughs> slice of your big
0: 40k army and drag it down to the small scale and get to live and die with your heroes. It's funny, we were just talking about uh, I'm already playing Kill Team in 40k because I have my uh, Imperial Knight, yeah. so I'm playing with like five models. It's awesome. Yeah, And yep. soon you guys are going to be playing with Kill Team Terrain in 40k with the space hulk combat patrol size games right oh yeah man that uh the new space hulk terrain was one of the deciding factors for me when they brought out that like corridor kind of battle stuff oh my gosh that's just absolutely stunning yeah i mean it's
1: it sells the theme really well it seems like a lot of players are super super into it it's much easier to learn than 3d terrain so it's actually a good time to hop in if you're really curious or you just really
0: like the terrain or the models it's a good time Travis, give me a little bit about your background. Tell me a little bit about where you came from and what got you into Kill Team. Yeah, so I've, I've I've been playing Kill Team
1: since high school for me when I was much much younger. Me and my friends used to play Tau versus Necron back in Fourth Edition where Necrons yeah. were just absolutely disgusting and I played Tau so I could never beat them because all the advice was to beat them in melee, which <laughs> just doesn't exist in Fourth Edition for Tau. Oh, yeah. I hopped around a lot of different skirmish games growing up and then eventually settled to not play many war games because it's hard to find communities growing up so i stopped until 2018 i was able to get a work group for 2018 kill team ran that for a year and a half with friends moved to new york and now i'm running a lot of the new york kill team scene starting with a new edition and i've had some competitive success i won the kill team open which was the largest up-to-date in-person kill team event and then i recently won the chicago us open what was the kill team open where was that at that was in Baltimore, hosted by, I think, Kill Team Johns and Baseball okay. Gamers. Yeah, there's a Northeast group that runs a lot of tournaments. They have a the second Kill Team Open is
0: actually coming up pretty soon. So, yeah, in February, I believe. How many people were there at that uh, Kill Team Open in, in Baltimore?
1: The first one was 59. I think okay. we had maybe six or it, somewhere in the 59 to 64 person range. I think it was 59, but I'm not 100% sure on the actual number. How
0: many and people there was did y'all a, have in Chicago?
1: Uh, Chicago was a 27 person tournament so a touch definitely smaller and then um our actually our upcoming New York Open that we're hosting um away from GW we don't have any like GW sponsors or anything that one is slated for 48 people and we're at oh. 25 out of 48 slots so we've got tell a, month me a little bit about here and that there. man yeah, yeah, yeah so we've got a me and my friends we decided to run a bigger tournament cuz i've been running smaller tournaments in New York and we wanted to get a bigger space have our own have more room just get more people out have prizes that we control and do a little bit more just to see how that scene would go. So we have a two-day, 48-person tournament with uh, three days on open terrain, three days on in-the-dark terrain, so you get the 3D and the 2D terrain. So you gotta be able to play both sides. And then we have two one-day narrative campaigns that are actually sold out now. So we had 12 slots for each of them, and they're sold out. The first day was titled Claustrophobia, Send the Space Hulk, and then the second day is The Hunt, which, you know, The players are going to find
0: out what's going on, but I'm sure it'll be fun for them. We'll be putting a link in the bottom here in our show notes. So anyone who's interested in getting on that, there's still some slots. You can check it out down there and uh, go up to New York for some fun Kill Team. That sounds awesome, man.
1: Yeah, it's going to be November 12th to 13th. So I think whenever this is released, maybe a week or so. But if you guys are in the area, please come down. It'll be a
0: great time. Now... um... Is Kill Team going full 2D in the future, or is it going to kind of, you, are you going to see a mix between the 3D and the 2D terrain? So, Chicago was actually a mix. So, it was three on 3D and then two on In the Dark, which is
1: effectively 2D terrain. I get the sense that 2D is definitely easier for people to pick up, and it's definitely a little bit less complex, but it's also, it involves kind of like less feels bads. So, part of the way 3D terrain works is if you're getting up onto a high piece of vantage, you can basically remove the ability for someone to be hiding under like chest high walls effectively. So, if you're like yeah. thinking Gears of War and someone is on a chest high wall, you can shoot down at them from a high angle. So, there's kind of like an element of people think that they can't get shot. So, it takes a little bit of learning before you're really, really comfortable on 3D. Whereas on in the dark and 2D terrain, there's one less terrain and two, there's less of like it's just like less stuff on the map. So, it's easier for you to figure out what's going to happen, which is both good and bad in terms of complexity. Yeah, it kind no of reminds me of um
0: of Imperial Assault when I was looking at it. Did you ever play that game, that Star Wars game by Fantasy Flight? No, I haven't actually. It's kind of similar. It has like a set board and like it's like corridors and you gotta kind of yeah. take angles and stuff.
1: Kinda- in the original edition of Kill Team, they started on open, but their rule set in the first edition was just way less interesting. It was much more static. It was much closer to 40k where everybody moves, and then you would take turn shooting. Now you are this is like a more modern skirmish game where each model takes moves one by one. So there's a lot more back and forth. So you can That's like cool. set up pincers or blockade people and then force people to react to you versus um, in the old edition, you would take all of your moves and then you would take turns shooting each other back and forth. So there's a lot more maybe strategy, but then the shooting was just very not impactful over time because it was using most of 40k's actual shooting rules. Yeah. yeah. And now we're like somewhere in between Warcry and 40k shooting rules where you hit immediately, but there's also an armor save. So it's not just straight to damage and then we have a higher wound count, so there's a lot more play. That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Um, Tell me a little bit about, so as a 40k player, what do you need from an entry level? What are all the things that you need to get into Kill Team? And I'll ask you this, because there are a lot of rules out there. You got the core rulebook from uh, Octarius. You got, like, three boxes that came out all with individual books and, like, different tokens and things like that. So what actually do you need to go out and buy if you want to go play at the next US Series Games Workshop event, Kill Team? I think the number one
1: thing would be a Kill Team Essentials box. It comes with all the tokens. So basically every unit needs to have a, a token next to it that indicates whether it's trying to hide or being aggressive. And then there's other tokens that go along with that. So that box is really useful. It comes with the, the short rulers, the long rulers, and then the secondary objectives. So the Kill Team Essentials box is useful. You could theoretically print print and play like fake cards, and buy another third party set of tokens but that box will cover two players worth of tokens which is great i think yeah absolutely so that's a good starting spot and then you need the core rulebook and then the in the dark rulebook those are the two easiest ones and then because i would expect that most 40k players have 10 space marines laying around then you can just go on the games workshop website print off the free intercession rules and those rules are great like the rules are not hard to follow each of your space marines is big tough the gunners can shoot twice, the melee dudes can punch twice, and you just there's not that much to think about. You just go run around and stomp people. And they nice. are very good. As far as there's a lot of teams that are better than them. However, to play those teams, it is a lot more learning involved compared to the Space Marines. So if you're already in forty K and you want to get started in kill team, I would heavily suggest just downloading those free intercession rules, getting your 10 Space Marines together and then just running around with six of them, and just bonk people and shoot people.
0: Nice. Yeah, and then the kill team essentials box is great. That's a uh, that's pretty much all you need. Are these. What about these? I'm holding up some uh, some cards that came in the Octarius box. Are these? Yeah, those are the for? secondary objectives.
1: Correct. Yeah. So the kill team essentials box comes with those two a two trade like two cardboard sheets of tokens and then the rulers. So if you and your friend want to play kill team, you buy one of those boxes. You split all the contents in the box in half, and both of you can play. And then you just. Pick up some space where you start gunning each other down. It's
0: great, and the board's smaller, right? You're looking at the board is much smaller.
1: If I remember correctly, combat patrol is two kill team boards, and then it's four kill team boards for a thousand points, and then I think it scales up another two boards for the two thousand point games. Okay, yeah. So there's like a basically they are trying to do some cross compatibility. It seems like where you can take two kill team boards and get a board of forty k, and I believe the new space hold thing is. Two 40k boards side by side in a long space hole. And that's Gosh, the boarding awesome. patrol. So if you buy a bunch of that stuff, you should be able to use, reuse them for 40k as well, is what it looks like. Is the boarding patrol out yet? Is that I the... don't think so. I I don't I'm not that I know I'm not I'm not going to be playing the boarding patrol. Uh, but the second box of in the dark stuff just came out. So I am assuming that those boarding patrol rules should be coming up pretty soon. And I, the, from what I remember, it's two boxes worth of in the dark stuff for boarding patrol. So,
0: and if you get um, the in the dark box sets, they come with the two D terrain. The they come with the two D
1: terrain. Yeah, all of the. So basically, it's uh, the Gallo Dark and Shadow Vaults are both. Oh, no, I, think, I think it might be the first one is called In the Dark and the second one is Shadow Vaults. I don't remember the title of the the Cruit versus Breachers box but basically they, they come with only the Space Hulk terrain.
0: Okay. And both boxes come with that so you can kind Correct. of get in get a... That's pretty cool. I've, everyone loves Crute so I just assume people are buying that Yeah, box, I just you know, actually it's...
1: just finished building my Cruit yesterday so I'm going to be cannibalizing the Karskins bases because those rules are eh, maybe not the most competitive at the moment so <laughs> at least not not on Kill Team. In 40k they're fine
0: but they got nerfed in Kill
1: Team for whatever reason.
0: Now you um, tell me a little bit about just your basic what what do you recommend? Do you recommend just getting the rule book out, getting a friend, sitting down, getting these cards out, getting your dice out, and just playing through a basic game? Or what's your what is for someone who is coming in with a mindset of I'm going to play competitively, what is your recommendation for starting?
1: I would heavily suggest not diving all the way in immediately. Like, it's good to take it, build up, like, your gameplay layer by layer. So if you and a friend are just starting, I would start with a half size kill team board. Put, like, one or two objectives in the middle that you're going to be fighting over. And then just play the game with half the model count and no secondaries, no equipment, just so you can get used to, like, moving around, getting covered, jumping on top of buildings, climbing. Because all of those things are things you can do in the game. You know, there's a lot of steps. And then once you're comfortable with like the baby version of the game, you can flip the board out to the full size, play all the models, then get used to that spread of six models versus six models on intercessors, then do secondaries and equipment, and then you play the whole game basically. Sweet. Because there's no reason to
0: do everything all at once because it is very overwhelming, I think how long does a game take if you're going to how long do you get at an event like when you get when you get two hours you get two
1: hours at a kill team event and i think in general i don't hit time all that often but i also know all the rules and play relatively quick so i think in general it's about two hours gw has given us like a timing sheet for how fast they expect everything to go so it's about 30 minutes to do setup get all the models on the table finish all of
0: the pregame stuff and then you get an hour and a half to finish four rounds oh it's four rounds okay so is there and now it's a set stop there's no like roll dice to see if it keeps going kind of thing or anything like that it's always four turns yeah at the moment it is always four turns and the games are almost always pretty
1: tight it always feels like if there's two players of reasonably close skill level it never feels like a gigantic blowout where one person just has all the edge because you're always reacting or um there's not you can't take like six moves in front of an opponent the most you can do is
0: two activations at once right, so it never right.
1: feels like it's impossible which is good i think
0: that is really game good game's flowing now the thing that everyone listening is going to immediately look up after watching this so let's just go ahead and put it in here give me the top tier armies everyone's going to want to know that cuz a lot of people are going to say i want to g- start and just have the best army i can possibly have
1: sure yeah that's definitely so there are two different tier lists right now between 3d terrain and 2d terrain and they basically function kind of differently i think at the the very top level of the open terrain there are the hunter Clade, the pathfinders the veteran guard the intercession squad is probably up there just because until everyone gets really really good they they get there pretty reasonably and then intercession and probably legionary are they're both the space marine teams so they're reasonably close together um, intercession are easier they're tougher but they're more linear. And then the Legionary or the Chaos version, they have more tricks, but they are definitely a little bit squishier than their Intercessor Brethren, just in the number of wounds and a bunch of other random stuff. So that, probably those five are like the, the SS tier. To be fair, I would say that until you get really good and you're like really playing with your opponent's rules in mind, it doesn't matter that much what the right. top tier armies are. And one of the cool parts about Kill Team at the moment is the lore of the game feels a lot closer to the game because your space marines get three actions and your normal humans get two actions so a space marine is like running around the corner shooting someone then hiding behind a corner when your humans are like going up they're get like trapped in the open and shooting so like there's definitely more than just the power of the rules at a very very high level competition there's more play than just having the best teams but nice on open i would say it is hunter clade pathfinders veteran guard legionary intercession probably Probably in like the the upper range, and then just after that is probably Novitius right now. Novicius are uh, they're like the sisters of battles in training.
0: Oh right, right, right. They're yep. quite
1: good. They have they have gotten a, they have eaten a relatively large nerf on 3D terrain recently, and they have much they have more bad matchups than they did maybe like three months ago. So they're they're good, but they have gotten worse. And then on in the dark, probably before they, um, we start on
0: this, what is the difference? So when you go to 2D. What are the things you're looking at that's making that army play that a little bit better?
1: Um, in 2D, there's there's just less shooting lanes on average. So on open, there's way more range to get shot at. And if someone jumps on top of a building, it's easier for them to shoot at people. Whereas in the dark, there's no way to strip cover by just jumping on top of a building. You got to get up really close or you have to get, do a flank on someone before you can shoot at them. So it's much harder to get shot unless you take a risk. Whereas... On 3D terrain, you can take shots where your opponent thought they were safe, basically. So it's really about like knowing how the terrain works on 3D. And then on 2D, there's a lot more tight corners. There's Overwatch, kind of like XCOM-style Overwatch, where you stand in a spot with your gun out and someone walks in range, you can blast them. So there are those elements that definitely add some complexity, but at the same time, without like 3D terrain, there's just less stuff on the board, so it's much easier to predict where people are going to be going right is my general sense right now and then on 3d or on 2d terrain in the space hulk the navy breachers are basically designed for and they're quite good and then hunter clade are also quite good uh after hunter clade is that your basic tau the hunter clade no hunter clade are the admec team the, oh. the special rule or like the new rule admec team they're quite good right now they've they've gotten a lot of hype they got um originally they were probably like a 27% win rate team they got like a pretty gigantic buff and now they are Basically, a top tier team on both sides. So,
0: are they just a bunch of uh,
1: vanguards and stuff, or what? Uh, you get seven, six Skatari, so like the dudes with the, the vanguards or the hats or the hoods. And then you get five Sicarians, which are the crazy murder men. I have all that painted, man. I'm about to yeah, be running me fair. some hunter, hunter clade. We're doing I it. Will, I will say that even though I tell you that they're the S tier team, if you play against a space marine player and you both don't know what's going on, he's probably going to beat you. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So you, you do not have to, like... It's not just about, like, how good the team is. It's playing the team, which is the hard part. And there's a lot of, like, small things that help as you get better. And then I'll, and then Novitiates are definitely pretty good on In the Dark because on the tight confines of a Space Hulk, Flamers, grenades, and everything do more damage. So normally, you get criticals on a 6, which is nice. But on the Space Hulk, if you get a 5, you also get a crit. So the Novitiates have two Flamers, and the two Flamers both get... Basically, like, easier critical, so they're much better. So, and they get dice manipulation. So, Novitiates probably on In the Dark are really good. I think Intercession and legionary should also be really good because they are very tough and they have mixed um, ranged and melee threats. So, being able to play, like, both ranges is really powerful on In the Dark because I think four missions are, have a lot of, like, large shooting lanes and then the other ones have a lot of, like, tighter corners and confines so you can, like, get around shooting lanes and jump people. yeah, yeah so yeah that's probably the two i don't actually know everything else underneath there there's a lot of like fuzziness around how good the teams are and i think if you're playing a better player and they know the matchup and you don't know the matchup they can get you
0: They yeah big advantage yeah. yeah
1: so it's really about playing the game more so than 40k where you can design an army to get a really big advantage on turn one that happens a lot less on kill team because your opponent gets to react and there's just
0: Less list designing. It's really about play. What's your philosophy on ch- picking a faction with the fact that they're now doing the 2D and the 3D? I think you should just pick a set of rules that sounds appealing to you. Basically,
1: yeah. if you like all the factions kind of play in their space pretty well. Like you look at Wormblade, like the Gene Siller cults, they're super sneaky. They've got their two cult agents out of four. One of them is a big sword, runs around, slices people open, and then he, if you move next to him, he'll jump you cut you in half the guy has like three guns he can take two shoot actions in turn Mm -hmm. if he gets really close to you he can like grenade everyone effectively so like and they feel very sneaky they feel very cool very thematic and then you look over at warp coven you've got three sorcerers a couple rubrics four zangors running around the zangors can work (laughs) together sorcerers all have three different psychic powers blasting people there's nine different like boons so like every team has its like flavor thing that they're building around and for the most part, they've done a good job. I think this most recent box is probably the, the largest amount of flack they've gotten so far because the car skin just don't feel super... don't feel very, as good as their uh, index comparison, basically. So they, recently, they, they released an index at the beginning of the game called the Compendium, and it was just like a way to play with any of your models with some 40k rules. And there was an Imperial Guard list, and that list had Scions in it. But those Scions are... Really, really good on in the dark, and the car skin by comparison just don't don't look like they hold up at the moment for That's better or worse. Yeah, you can you blame is is that though? Can you just turn you around? Go, yeah, I mean, I'm try. the ones that I just got today. I'm gonna be putting them on 25s with like a little. I'm gonna be able to switch their bases, but I'm gonna put them on 25s for now because I want to play them as scions when I play them until they get if they get buffed. I'll probably play them because I think their elite points are cool. But yeah, all nice. the teams have like a lore. There's like a tight binding to the lore compared to, I think, 40k rules in some respect. Yeah. Where it's like your army of genetically engineered super soldiers just gets like getting burned off the stage because someone fired four different combo abilities into your blob at the beginning.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: Yeah. Sounds about
0: right. What yeah. are you playing right now, Travis? What, what What are you playing? You're going to the U.S. finale in New Mexico in New yeah. November. Yeah, yeah, I
1: am. I'm. I'm still uh, trying to figure out which team I want to play there, so I'm going through a little character crisis. Ah. I, at worst, I will. I could probably just play Hunter Clade. I'm comfortable with them. I know the rules. They're quite good on in the dark. I think there are a couple other teams I'm looking at, but I don't want to talk about it too much yet because I'm. Ooh-hoo. I'm practicing. I got to keep it secret for the, the keep sweats. it secret, Keep it safe. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's really fun. I have the Rogue Trader team. They're really fun. I think on In the Dark, they do seem really good. I'm debating about trying them a little bit more. My teammate is playing a lot of Breachers. She's great. And then Warp Coven also sound kind of cool. Basically, one of the cool things about Kill Team, unlike 40k, is in 40k, you're kind of committed to an identity. You're locked in, yeah. Yeah, you're locked in. Once you you have those 2,000, 3,000 points, you're not... It's a lot of work to move over to the next 2,000, 3,000 points. Oh, yeah. And Kill Team... You can play a bunch of teams. And it's nice because you can like if you get bored or you like you feel like you're plateauing, you can switch to something entirely different and build a new skill set. And then when you come back, you can have more things working in your brain for the game, which I think is really fun.
0: So you're like a Final Fantasy 14 character. You're just like picking up all these skills as you change classes and uh... Yeah. I started. I mean, the very first team I built for this
1: edition was Cruit, like actual Cruit Cruit. And they they were fun. I went to like a 3-0 at a local tournament. That was cool. And then for Kill Team Open, I was practicing Cruit for a while, and I played against one of the new box teams. Like, you know what? I'm just not. I'm just not going to play against uh, a box team without at least box rules. I switched over to Pathfinders. They were absolutely broken at the time of Kill Team Open, and I they did really well. And then I've I've hopped teams quite a bit. So I have a Warp Coven roster. I've got Phobos Marines. I've played Corsairs. I don't like the Corsairs. They're a little bit too cagey for me. I'm building Cruit right now for fun. Yeah. I've got the nice. Star Striders. Yeah. I've got I've got a bunch of different teams. And it's nice to be able to just like, okay, we're just gonna have a new paint project, sit down, clip all the models, new paint scheme, and just not really worry too much about how the paint scheme is
0: gonna come out. Cause you know, it's just the 10 models. It sounds wonderful. That's literally the number one driving force for me wanting to play this. Is I want to paint 10 models and do them super, super high level and be like, yeah, yeah. that was good, that was fun. Yeah. Pay, my big my big sell fun. for for like the
1: 40k to kill team like side is it is the same universe, but it's nice to be able to look at some other teams outside of your faction and get a chance to play with their rules because the rules all do feel like the faction lore. Like the Necrons are getting back up, healing, and then shooting you with a superior weaponry. The Tau are putting a lot of marker lights, moving around, getting into position, then popping the trap. The Warp Coven do have a lot of psychic. They're scheming. They shoot you. They hide again. Other guys come around the corner. Phobos Marines are like sneaky Marines who are like shooting you, getting back into cover. Like, all of that stuff is there. And if you're, say, playing like AdMac, and you're like, you know, what? it'd be really fun to just play like six Marines. Those six Marines are really good in Kill Team, and they're, it's easy to pick up six Marines and just play. Yeah, man.
0: Man, thanks for coming on and talking to us today, man. I, I look forward to meeting you at um, the U.S. Oh, my gosh, dude. Actually. I don't even know what it's called, actually. <laughs> yeah, I look forward to meeting you over there, man. In New Mexico, the US, yeah. U.S. finale, I'll, yeah, so... Yeah. We'll uh we'll definitely hit up. I'll play you as a kill team and uh we'll kinda go from there. I'm excited.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Bring uh bring your hunter clade or bring your intercession and we'll get a game.
0: All right, man. Well, make sure to listen to all our other podcasts, everybody. Make sure to check out our normally scheduled programming with Art of War and Broken on Mondays. Make sure to check out Art of War Vanilla with Nick nanavati on Thursdays. And the very, very, very Australian Art of War down under with the late and great Adam camilleri I of course am the Art of War Pistachio. Thanks for listening.
1: Like what you just listened to? Check out Art of War and the Art of War Down Under podcast on the competitive 40K network.
0: Theartofwar40k.com